Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome to And The Writer Is. I'm your host, Ross Golan. I've written with hundreds of artists and writers over the years, and my favorite part of each session is the first hour when we catch up about life, the industry, politics, composition, whatever. So this is a journey of learning why people write songs, how people write songs, and most importantly, who the people are who write the songs. I'm producing this with the great Joe London, Big Deal Music Publishing, and Mega House Music Management. If you want to listen to the songs we discuss in this podcast, follow us on our socials, find out about special live events, or buy that merch, a.k.a. that hat I always wear, go to our website, www.andthewriteris.com. For a little bit of context, we just wanted you to know that a lot of these were recorded before quarantine. And as we know, a lot has changed in 2020. So again, please stay safe out there and enjoy the new episodes of And The Writer Is. Welcome back, Benny Blanco, to And The Writer Is. You were the very first guest on this podcast, and now you're back. Hi. Wait, was I? You were. I was Wait. number one? Yeah, and I, I man, I... When I first listened to that, I was like, you know, I didn't know how to ask anybody questions. I still don't really know what I'm doing, but at least I have a hundred episodes now that I've done. So I feel like I'm a little better of a listener than I was at that point. Were you terrible back then? I can't even remember the interview, but I will tell you out of so many interviews, it's definitely the one where people come up to me the most and are just like, oh my God, man, you're and the writer is. I, I remember being like very hungover that day. Yeah, but that doesn't seem, you know, like an outlier. Yeah. And so you've done, you've, we've done a hundred so far. I, I don't know why I'm saying we, you've done a hundred. Yeah. We're at like probably, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely north of that now. Um, I think we've done with some in the can, we're at like probably 115 or something like that. 120. That's so it's great. But like, it, it's kind of nuts because since we talked to you, you know, you were already one of the biggest writer producers in, you know, our lifetime. And now you're a platinum artist and a TV star. So uh, what happened in four years? Is that what we did this? This was four years ago. I think we did it longer than that, actually. Like I was trying to figure it out and I failed miserably at that endeavor. But um I mean, I'm sure we can look up when it was released, but we had, I think we recorded it six months before we even released yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it's before, it was before um, uh, Love Yourself. It was before, you know, Issues and Ed Sheeran. 
I mean, Ed Sheeran divide is just bananas. All that stuff happened, like you know, after we did our wow. interview. Well, what do you want to know? Where do I? Where do we start? I mean, let's let's kind of start where we left off. Okay. Um, I guess how did you? How did the Ed Sheeran thing happen? I mean, obviously, love yourself is a res- almost you know it's sort of residual stuff from your relationship with them. But how did you meet Ed and? and get involved with Ed right in the prime of his career. So it's crazy. I actually met Ed, like he had just put out a team, just put it out. Wasn't big in America. Like he just, just happened. And Luffman, my manager, Andrew, he was working for Atlantic at the time. He was like, Hey, there's this guy it's starting to become a thing in the UK and you should meet, you should meet with him. He's, he's really good. You should check his stuff out. And we like, we're trying to figure it out. And like, Andrew didn't know anyone in that camp. And then at the same time, like Scooter was telling him he had to meet me too. And somehow we got put on like an email together. Okay. And it was like when the first album was out and they were like, you guys got to hang out. You got to work. And I remember I like didn't know. I never am good on like those emails and stuff. And I was like, I, well, I don't even have email anymore. But back then when I had email, I was like, I, I just said, I was like, yeah, I got a shit or something. No one answered for days. And I was like, oh, man. Maybe he wasn't like that type of dude. And then Ed finally wrote back and he was like, I got a shit too. And then we, uh, after that, I went to his concert in LA and it was like, not like a, a, like a stadium. Like he was playing like, I think he was playing like a few thousand, like 2000 people. And people were like, just starting to realize him, like just starting to kind of find him because of, uh, uh, one Direction because he was writing all the songs with them and he was still on his first album and I remember at the concert I like went and it was like me Adele was there Rick Rubin like all these people were there and I was like man I was like who is this kid and when I saw him play I instantly got it I was like okay I get it like this guy's like gonna be the biggest artist in the world and we didn't connect that night um, I forget, I like had to leave like right after the show or something. And we wound up hanging out in, in, uh, New York. We like went out one night and then we hung out like two or three nights and just like didn't make music at all. Just like went out and partied and got to know each other. And then the next time he was in town, we wrote a song. We wrote two songs and I was like, man, this is the song that's so big. You got to go with this one. And obviously I was wrong. And he went with the other one. And the other one was Don't, which was on his album before uh, A Divide, which was, what was it? Multiply. Plus? Multiply. 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 So then I, uh, we like we're talking and hang and like hanging out a little bit. And one time he called me like, and he was like in the middle of a field and, 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 and he, he was, uh, 
he was like having a tough time. He was like crying on the phone a little bit. He was like, yo, I'm really messed up. And like, like, I think I'm like breaking up with my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I, you know, I just have this connection with you. He's like, you know, I met a lot of people in, in the music industry, but I don't have like a connection. Like they're my friends at home. And I feel that with you. And we just started talking a lot after that. And then one day I was like, Hey, he was talking about how he was bored on tour. And I was like, why don't I come out and we just write songs. And I went out on tour with him and basically for like a year and a half, we made divide and then just kind of happened. And he's like, you know, he's one of my best friends. I talked to him. I talked to him yesterday. I talked to him almost every day. And you, when you travel, to the UK, I think people are assuming that um, someone like you would fly at all, but probably, you know, nicely or something. They wouldn't assume that you'd take a boat. Why do you take a boat? We, we, I do not like flying. And we had been working on the album in America and Canada. We were driving around everywhere because he was on tour. And then he was like, I really want to finish this record where I live. And I was like, Oh man, I don't, I don't don't fly. And then he was like, that's okay. We'll take the book. And then I was like, I was like, ha ha. And he was like, would you take one? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd take a boat. And he's like, okay, great. We're going to take one. And I was like, what what do you mean? And then he literally took a boat with me from New York to London. I feel like it would still be like Christopher Columbus where it would take six months to get across. I'm sure that's not accurate. But how long does it take to get from New York to London? And is it worth taking a boat versus flying? No, it's not worth it. But I'm a neurotic <laughs> Jew who doesn't think rationally. It, uh, it, was, uh, it was seven days, eight days. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, and- I, I do remember there was a time um, I've only met at a couple times randomly. I'm sh- I don't know if he'd remember it, but um, Amar and I flew in to be with you in New York and we were backstage at a concert. I know this is weird, but I might even been like Mac Miller or something like that. But I remember we were backstage and it was um, Ed and Skrillex. You, that was, Yeah, that was Mac Miller show. And he was, and he was, um, everyone was freestyling. And uh, it was this moment where you just recognize how good he really is. Is that he's just off the cuff, he's writing songs that already sound, you know, thought out. I, I, I guess the question is, what do, you, what do you do in a writing session with Ed? What is that like? He's he's basically you're just you're playing air traffic control like it's like he's in there and like he'll literally be like okay open up nine tracks right now and he'll know in his brain that like two of those are going to be pan left two are going to be pan right he's going to do an upper harmony and he doesn't like you know how like like a normal person's like okay like let me listen to it back and then like they think of the harmony and then do it he just goes all right roll them and he just has all the harmonies just done like they're like they're like forget writing a song like when he's recording it and it's just and it's all the first take like everything like he's like mo- a lot of the songs we don't even have auto tune on. That's crazy. And he's like he's one of those guys where you know look 
sometimes I come to him and I'm like, Hey, I have an idea for a song. And then like, we do it like that. And then, but he's one of those guys where it just falls out of him. Like, like the song, just like once it starts, it just falls out. And he does have this one really funny thought that I've never heard anyone else say. So even if a song sucks, he has to finish writing it because he says, if you don't finish writing the shitty song, some of the shitty song might get into your next good song. It's crazy. He has to finish it. Even if it's bad, like bridge everything. Good for him. Isn't that I crazy? Think some, I, I bet there are some songs that he thinks that are shitty that ended up being pretty good for him too, though. Where everyone else is like, oh my God, there's a smash. And he's like, really? I thought that was one of the shitty ones. Dude, yeah, sometimes we don't know at all. So, you know, sometimes I'm so wrong about the songs. And with him too, we have been together. I mean, you guys had, outside of his, Love Yourself Happen, and that was sort of a, you know, that song got nominated for kind of everything. I remember being in the uh, national committee for the Grammys. I probably am not supposed to say some of these things, but, but, you know, I remember it just being up for all these awards and people just were like, this was the, you know, the choice of there aren't drums in it. There aren't, you know, there's not a bunch of extra shit in it. It's just the song. How did that come about? And why didn't you produce the song? <laughs> we, I mean, like, what was the decision to not like overproduce that thing? We did produce it at first, and then we took it away. We we uh, it just you know I always want to. It's like when I put out "Lonely." Now it's like I always want to do what's not happening. So it's like right now everyone's listening to like songs with like trap drums, and there's like everything's like tempo and this and that and i was just like well i don't want to do that i want to listen to something different like and you know this song felt the same way and it was like you could put all this stuff in but what's what's the point so, like a good song is a good song like that's how you know if a song's a great song you can play it on any instrument you could you could do it at any speed tempo you know what i mean like it's they're good songs are amazing no matter how they're, you know, brought to the world. And I just thought, I just thought it was a good song. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to do much to it. Why are you an artist? I mean, it's a, you know, there you, I'm sure I know you were in the very beginning, but after divide, which is obviously a very, very big album. I don't know. I guess you could probably retire. Why do you, why are you now double, like, why get into being an artist? That just seems like an anxiety attack waiting to happen all the time. What is the point of being an artist? So, okay, here's my best way to describe it. It's my best way to do it. So let's say I work at an Italian restaurant, okay? And I'm on the line. And I make Caesar salad. I make the best fucking Caesar salad you've ever had. It's so good. I like cut the bread. I'm like toasting the croutons. I got the perfect cheese. I'm, I, I know exactly what I'm doing. And, I, and it's my bread and butter. I can do it with my eyes closed. And then I, you know, at the same time, every day, there's a guy to the right of me. And he makes pizza. He makes a great pizza every day. And I'm sitting there and I'm making Caesar salad for 
15 years. And I look to the right and I'm like, man, I want to try, let me make a pizza. Like I want to make a pizza. So I, I think of it like when you, you're a songwriter, when you give a song to someone, your job is done. Okay. You give the song, you have no idea if it's going to make the album, be a single, what the video is going to be like, what the marketing plan is going to be like. If the artist is going to really feel attached to it, you have no idea. Everything is out of your control after you make that song. Correct? Yeah. So I was looking at it like, well, I think I can come up with really good ideas. I was like, I think I could make like a good video. I think I could make like a really funny, interesting marketing plan. I think I could do this. And I was like, well, before I die, like, I might as well try it and see what happens. And I, I, I didn't know that it was going to take off. Like the, I thought like, I thought like it was going to be like a new thing I did. And like four or five years down the line, I'd have like a song that was like big that people knew. I, I had no idea. Like everything was going to take off the way it did. You know, did it scare you? No, I was like, fuck. I was like, now I got, I was like, now I was like, I, I, this was like my new goal I wanted to set for myself. And I thought it was going to be like blood, sweat and tear. And it was, but it was like, but no, um, no, it didn't scare me. I, I, it, it actually made me relieved. And I stopped working with other artists. Like I don't work with artists anymore. The arrangement of East side is really weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's very strange. Uh, is that another one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm going to just, I, I think the song's done here? Or did does anybody like do radio departments say, hey, you should probably finish this song? Because, I mean, it's almost like verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus. And I think it's I think it's done at that point, give or take. I mean, that's sort of now that I feel like that's what all the songs are. But like why, you know, it's a unique arrangement. I feel like a lot of, labels push against that stuff have they just been unconditionally supportive or do you ever get pushback no i get pushback all the time and then every time i put out a song like when i put out lonely they're like so short (laughs) like i don't know the story's over like what am i supposed to do i don't have any good ideas like when i don't have any more good ideas i just stop the song (laughs) you got to work with you know, obviously Halsey on that, but your relationship with Halsey since our last interview, which by the way, I did get uh, a little birdie says it's September 8th, 2016. So already it's been, you know, four years ago that we recorded that. So all this, like that's a whole high school or college. That's crazy. <laughs> that since the last time we actually talked on this thing, which is bananas, but Halsey's also huge. And you were sort of there the whole time for that. Yeah. Um, do you feel like your expectations when you work with an artist are hits or nothing or I would imagine it's hard to just write those songs like Lonely which we'll get to later but I would imagine it's really difficult to write just a song on guitar from scratch or you know when every time you work with one of those new artists like Halsey who has all the buzz in the world that I would imagine there's like an element of pressure. Is there not? No, I don't care. 
Cause it's like, if I, if we don't get something, it's like, well, okay, we did our best. Like, it's like, I don't force music. Like I never go into the room being like, we have to write a hit. Like if we, if we do that, like, dude, you're a songwriter anytime, like it's, it's just not going to happen. Like oh. I, I, I go in and I, you know, maybe we tell dick and fart jokes for three days and don't even do anything. And then maybe on the last day we get something great. And it's like, music's just like magic and you can't really like, force it you can try but it's not always going to be the best product uh I, freaky friday which sort of lands in there is undoubtedly the most unexpected and most appropriate of songs for you to have been a part of <laughs> like it just sounds like something that you'd be a part of like you got to tell me about how the whole you know it, i know you've been friends with little dicky for a while but before we get into the whole TV show part of your life now, uh, Freaky Friday, how did that blow up? It feels like, is it just because the music video was so amazing? I mean, what, what, why did that happen like that? I think, you know, the first day Dave put out a song, my friend, my best friend growing up, sent it to me. And was like, this guy looks like a guy who would have gone to our like Jewish summer camp. And he, I loved it. And I hit Dave up immediately, right when it happened. And, you know, we started talking and then he became one of my really close friends. And I think the song blew up because man, everyone just takes themselves like way too seriously in life. And like, Dave had some sort of comic relief and he had already built a huge fan base, like an underground fan base. And he already had like massive songs that like just weren't on everyone's radar. And I think it was just like perfect time, perfect song, perfect video. And, you know, people don't, I mean, people are starting to realize it now with this show, but like Dave's like the visionary Dave's like the Larry David of our time. Like he's, he's, he's going to go down as like, this next generation's like Larry David. And he's, I mean, he's showing it in the television show. And it's like, I think people just didn't understand how complex his mind was and how he could put together, you know, a piece of content like he did. Do you want to get more into television? No, it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't even planned. Like Dave was just like, Hey, I'm trying to find a character to play you like a guy to play you, but no one's fitting the bill. Like, will you test you? So I went in and I did like a test shoot for it. And he was like, okay, we're going to use you. And then like, that was it. Like, I'm like so bad. Like basically after Dave happened, I got like, like opportunities and stuff. And I was like, Oh, I'm not going to do these. And I remember I, and got this opportunity for like this big film and everyone was like, you have to try this. And I like tried it and I was so bad. Like I was so unbelievable. Like I can't, I like, I can't play anyone else besides myself. Like, it's like, I was, I was so bad. I'm like such a bad real actor, but I happen to be okay for, for this TV show where I'm just like an exaggerated version of myself. What if somebody's like, Hey, I want you to play like uh, uh I'm, I mean, maybe people have come up to you already. Have you? Are you getting asked to play actual roles and other things? 
I mean, I did. I got, they, the, yeah. And I tried out, I like, I was like, there was this one where I just had to do it. And I was so bad. I was so unbelievably bad. What was it? Uh, it was for some like musical movie. What? Yeah. Like some like period piece. I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about it, but I don't care. Cause I'm not going to ever be in movies. So <laughs> it's like, I mean, you do a bunch of stuff outside of music and I think that's, you know, I'm always, I'm always so happy when it when it's when it's not all musicians only doing music stuff. And one of the things that you do well is cook. And we talked a little bit about cooking, I think, last time. But we were trying to pop Wanzel recently and talking about you being a, you know, that you guys do these like pop up food things and all. You know, are you gonna ever open a restaurant? That's much more likely than the movie thing. Like, I think like, yes, I think that's like definitely in the cards. Like it's, dude, it's hard. Don't you get tired of just like every day, like, like just like songwriting? I mean, look, that's why you did the play. Oh yeah. I'm not like, I'm not only a, I don't want to only be a songwriter. I know. I like being a songwriter, but um, I, it's not the only thing I like, de- doesn't it feel so much better having all these other outlets now? Like, having this, having your play, like, it's like... Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like every time I step outside of a studio and I'm on a, you know, we drive up to Malibu and we'll just put our feet in the water or something. Kind of, like, often. And you're like, what? that's that's why why you're in a studio all the time is so you can take a Wednesday off or you can just sit in your backyard and sit by a pool or something like that. And that's, that's like the, you know, the non real activity. That's not like opening a restaurant. That's just like on a daily basis, taking some time outside of being a songwriter. I th- think, I think fine. what you've been making cocktails still. Yeah. Hell yeah. Are I mean, I have, like, I have a whole bar right here of tequila, tequila scotch over here and then i have a bar in in the kitchen i still like I, i'm i definitely will be making some cocktails tonight that's for sure are you like getting are you like getting uh are you still like getting crazy with it like doing like the mixology type stuff i love it man i, I don't know why because i'm not a good chef like, you actually can cook i don't know how to cook but i but, feel like i understand i understand you know um that you know bitters are you know they're like salt and pepper so you get in bitters and try different ways to make classic drinks i don't know do you make cocktails do you drink i do occasionally like i'm more a straight alcohol drinker like i'm not like usually like you know mixing it up i'm doing like straight tequila or like straight whiskey but i mean you throw like some 1942 in a glass like there's nothing better than that I want to see, I want to see, uh, I want to, I want one of these drinks. Yeah. Well, we can probably arrange that. Next uh, time I'd, I'd like to. Um, I mean, I guess Maddie and Benny eat out America, which is probably the greatest of all of the titles of all the things. Like you already kind of have between that and the pop-up stuff, you're already pretty well embedded in the the food world. I mean, 
You should just open a restaurant and I'll be your I'll I'll help come up with the cocktail menu. Yeah, you'll be cocktail guy. No, I need I you mean, in there every night, like mixing and doing the cocktails. I want you in like a I want to see you in like a beautiful suit. I want to be right next to you, making them with you. I mean that would be fun. I definitely wore suspenders through high school. Did you? Ugh. Were you a loser in high school? Um Maybe. I don't know what I was. I was really, I felt like an outlier. I just wasn't really, I didn't have like a ton of friends and I was busy doing, I mean, I was in, you know, I was in everything. I was doing everything. I don't know if I was a loser, but I certainly was not in the cool crowd. Yeah, like, I don't know if I was a loser, but I definitely was not cool. Um. Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably the best thing as you get, you know. I feel like you're in the cool crowd now. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. The, you know what? I'm. I, I. I feel like now the the cool crowd is whenever you're the one that's not like everybody else. Like I think everyone is excited to. You know, like I'm sure every time you walk in a room, everyone wants to talk to you, not because of like. Not because of, of like your accomplishments, but because the person who's doing all those things is probably a really fun time to hang out with. Like, cause they, they, they've seen the world and they've done different things. Do you feel that way? I'm a loser. <laughs> yeah, but uh, don't you think that's why people want to talk to you? <laughs> yeah, maybe they feel bad for me. They're like, eh, let's talk to this sack of shit. <laughs> but you've had like a, you've had, you know, you have like a personal life now, don't you? Yeah, I've always had, like, I've always kept like a crazy, like I've always tried to keep, like, that's another thing. You, you always like, you gotta, I don't know. You just gotta, you gotta keep that balance or like, where are you getting your inspiration from? If you don't have like those life lessons and you're not like spending days doing like, if you're locked in a studio all day, it's like, where, where, where's, where are you grabbing from? But where is that balance when, you know, we talked to Kenny Beats and he mentioned that, you know, he wants to do all these things, but that you gave him advice where you said to him that, you know, go be big first before you start doing everything else. Like, go be a big producer. And that yeah. guy hasn't left the studio since. You know, it's like, how do you find a balance between the opportunities of going into two sessions a day versus wanting to, I don't know wanting to eat food you just gotta believe in yourself like it's like it's like you and the power of saying no like sometimes sometimes you have to say no like when like there might be an opportunity it's like but i don't you know i never let those things bother me like it's like everyone's like oh we gotta get on rihanna's album oh we gotta get on you know ed sheeran's album oh we gotta it's like, I'm like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I work really hard when I'm working hard. And then like when it's time, like if I'm like, if tonight I'm like, okay, I'm done working at 7 p.m. Okay. And someone calls me up and they're like, I want to do, you got to do this thing. Like, it's like, I'm, if I've already decided, it's like, yeah, I'm going to relax the rest of the night. I'm probably not going to do that thing. Yeah, of course. What is, what's something that you've turned down that you were like, fuck, why did I turn that down? Nothing because I don't regret it. Like, it's like I've turned down plenty of things that have become massive. And like, but it's like, but it's, it's all part of the journey, you know? 
Why is lonely a single? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> It's so random, man. Here you are like this super producer and you release a song that's piano and vocals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why that one? Why not like I you could do anything. Why 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 did you choose that that's the one to release? Uh because I think it's one of the most important songs I've ever put out and it's like for it's like you know, Justin you know, I've worked with Justin since 2009. So crazy. I've, yeah, I've been there from the ups, the downs, all the different shades. And, uh, you know, I love Phineas. Phineas is an incredible, incredible writer, producer, artist, everything. And I, you know, I just think like, the song is like, look, if you do something stupid, your mom's like, oh, you're an idiot. Or like your friends are like, oh man, you're a fucking loser. You're like, I'm disappointed in you. Justin does something stupid. It's on CNN the next day. And it's yeah. like, whenever I work with people, especially for my artist project, I try to put them in a little bit of a, you know, I, I like, I like, humanizing them and making them. And Justin is a guy who loves to just tell you how he's feeling and he'd never expressed it. And look, it wasn't an easy like road to the success of the song. Justin was like, do I put this song out? Like, do people want to hear this from me? I'm really nervous. This isn't like what people are releasing right now, like all that. And then, you know, I'm so stoked he did it because like, if one kid, you know, in the middle of Kansas is like, wow, Justin's going through the same stuff as me. Like, that's a win for me. It's a song to just be like, look, it's not, it's okay to not be okay. Like, and it's like, like, you know, I look at a guy like you, Ross, like you play in your life, you play, you're that rock to so many people. You're, you're this, you're this figure that that's like always there for people and stuff. And it's like some, sometimes and you have a lot of people around you that really love you and really care for you. But sometimes it doesn't matter. You still feel empty. You still feel like, man, am I doing enough with my life? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? And it's like, and it's okay to have those feelings. And I think especially right now, like it's like we have the most important election of our lives today. And it's like, I just think the song is a reminder to just be like, man, it's okay to like be vulnerable. It's okay to cry and it's okay to do whatever you need to do. And just like, try to find those people and try to stick together. That's why I put the song out. I mean, you know, you in the, I'm pretty sure in the last interview, but for sure we've talked about it before. You always talk about how you can't play an instrument and here you are on Saturday night live playing keys. That's like the most practice of like anything in the world. I How nervous were you? I was just sitting there being like, oh my God, you must be shitting your pants. Or were you like so confident at that point? I just try not to think about it. You know, it's like. It's you've like, never been Saturday Night Live before playing, right? I, I have one other time in 2009. Really? For what? With uh, Kesha for TikTok. You were on stage for it? Yeah. Yeah. I was wearing a helmet. <laughs> so like, so, you know, it was, yeah, it was the most surreal experience of my, like, it's like, dude, it's like, I feel like every day I have like 
since I started doing this, I have like the pinch yourself moment. And I feel like I'm sure you do too. It's like, you're like, like at least like three, four times a week. I'm like, I can't believe this is my actual life. Like when I talk, cause I have a lot of friends who like aren't in music who are just like, you know, they work at a bank, they work in it, like in like, and it's just like I'm talking to them and then I'm like, wow, this is like, I'm complaining. Like, you know, when you find yourself like complaining, you're like, oh, I have so much to do. And like, it's the dude, you're not like moving lumber. Like you have, you have the, you're the luckiest, we're the luckiest people in the world. And I think every day is like, you know, and I'm a fan just like everyone else. So when I'm up there with Justin and he like sings a run that's not in the song, I'm like, ooh, like I like get excited, you know? And it's, and it's, even when I'm in the studio, I'm sure you are too. Like, you know, when you're in the studio with an artist and it's like, like artists are like so much better than us, like at like making music. So like when you hear, you know, when you hear someone sing like the line that you like, that you wrote with them or like you're involved in, you're like, oh my God, like, I love that. Yeah. It's when they have their tone that you realize that's why they're who they are. You yeah. know, there's those great artists that you work with, they have that tone. And there's always those artists that are famous, but you can't really define what songs they did because their tone isn't really unique. Yeah. But the songs that you try to, you know, the artists you personally try to work with are artists that are, you know, that have their lane in the world. So you hear them sing it and you're just like, oh, man. I know. You just melt. Um, Senorito is a really big song. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love your your questions this time are so are so good. It's like, why'd you do lonely? Senorita was a big song. <laughs> it's a really big song, man. I mean, you have a lot of big songs in your life, but that's like a really big song. That's probably the biggest. You know, that's a really big song. Yeah. I feel like in the last couple of years, that's probably the biggest one that you've had at least in the last couple of years, right? I mean, I don't know. You've had like six big songs, but that's a probably yeah i don't i don't really make like i like i said i don't really make songs like like if you look like this year like i don't really put songs out with people anymore yeah and i hadn't even back then like it was just like that one like was just a random one off um kanye west are you gonna vote for him in 2024 why he's gonna run again I don't know, but you worked with him on the last album, so I figure that it's possible. I did, I did, I did work with Kanye. That that was like a that was like one of those like lifelong dreams, you know. It, it was like one of those moments where it's like, you know, since the beginning of my career, it's like, you know, when I was eighteen working in Chungking, Kanye was making graduation, you know, right next to me, and I. Uh, you know, and he came to my first concert I had with a, with a rapper. And like, it was, you know, my whole life. It's like, man, those, those like awkward interactions I'd had him. And then like, you're finally in the studio. And I remember the first time, like I, I, I met him like in the studio, I was like, man, I was like, you're Kanye West in real life. Like it was like, and he kind of looks like a wax museum version of himself. Cause you're like, you've, cause you've like seen him for so long in your whole life. And so then like, when you see him in person, he's like almost doesn't look real. Like you're like, you know what I mean? Like you've seen him on TV your whole life. And, and, and um, he really is a musical genius, like to a, to a crazy point. Like it's like, it's insane. Do you worry about him? 
when he has these moments that kind of that are pretty obvious sort of breakdowns do you have you know or is it or is it not what it appears to be man i i I just want the best for him i want the best for every person you know and it's like uh and kanye is like a He's a good dude, man. It's like he's all, like in the studio. He's like all smile. The crazy thing is with with Ye is that like you'll so like let's say we're working, okay? And I like just brought you to the studio, okay? And you were like, hey, like I don't love that hi hat. Like he'd be like, oh really? He'd be like, tell tell me tell me your tell me your thoughts. You'd be like, yeah, like I don't think like maybe it's a 16, 16th note, maybe it should be an eighth note. And he's like, okay, okay. Guys, let's try that right now. Like in like if you say anything, any person says anything, like he like really tries it. It's crazy. A lot of people like, you know, you would think you would have like a huge ego in the studio and like this and that, but he's always just like, Yeah, man, let's try it. Like, and he's like always smiling, and it's like it's a very different perception of him. I mean, what's amazing about him that people don't because his his persona is such a big ego in the music industry he's always credited all the songwriters he's always been really into that where everyone else is like trying to cut people out of songs that guy doesn't seem to ever you know you never hear about him doing something like that to other writers he seems to credit everybody. So somewhere in there, he's clearly looking out for musicians. It just seems like it's been obviously a tumultuous couple of years for him. Yeah. I don't know. It's nuts. Um, we have to talk about Juice World. Okay. Uh, I don't know how you describe that. You know, clearly he was in line to being one of the seemingly like on his way to being one of the greats. And I know you spent a lot of time with him. How are you doing with it? Man, it's, it's crazy. I remember, uh, I remember like, so the night before I had like cut my thumb open. Like I, like, I don't even know if you can see, I have like a huge scar, like all the way around my hand. And I was in the emergency room and I remember getting out of the emergency room really late, like two, three in the morning and going to bed. And then I remember waking up and seeing like all these text messages, like so many. And it was like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm there. And I was like, why, how does everyone know that I hurt my finger? Like, and, and I was like, why, why is everyone hitting me up? And then, you know, instantly I saw the, you know, I saw, I I read into the notes and like some of them were about juice and it was like, and I remember just going immediately to like Twitter and Instagram and then like, just like crying. Like it was like, and it was really early and it was weird. It was, and just like, you know, it's like, like juice was like actually my friend. Like uh, most of the artists I work with, they're like actually like my friends. Like we like, shared like awesome times and like hung out and like, it's not like, you know, it wasn't like just business as usual, you know what I mean? And it's like, like when I first started working with juicy had 10,000 Instagram followers, you know what I mean? It's like, it was, 
you know, I really got to work with him from the beginning until the end. And it's like, he's, there was no, I can tell you he is 100% the most talented songwriter I've ever been in the room with. Nowhere even close. No, nobody's even close. Really? Like, dude. So he would go like this. Okay. So Ross, you would get in there with him. Okay. And he'd pull up a beat or he'd make a beat. Okay. He would go in and he would not only freestyle the whole song, like melodically, he would freestyle the entire song with lyrics at the same time for one take the whole song. And then he'd go, okay, run it again. And then he would do a completely different song from start to finish. And he would do it about five times. And then he would say, pick the best song. It's crazy. And, and, and then, and then you, you, you pick the song and then like, you might like punch in some stuff or like the first thing he did was he would sing the chorus of the song, like right away, like the chorus of the song, he would just sing it. And it would just be like, you'd be like, damn, like I can't like, dude, some nights we'd make like eight songs. And that was <laughs> after he made like 10 songs with someone else. Is that hard to keep up with as a, producer dude literally he would i would have to make a beat while he was in the bathroom like five minutes it's nuts and then he would just i mean he could freestyle you know there's a thing online of him you know because everyone like you know people always like talked about him and they didn't know like you know they didn't know you know how good he was or how not so he he went on i think it was tim westwood and he freestyled for an hour straight, one hour. And it's that's, like, that's crazy. It's not like, he's not like saying like, like I went to the gym. I know a guy named Tim. He's like, he's like, buster open like a zit, like, like, like some, like do say like, like, like his like metaphors were so, I don't even, and I would ask him, I'd be like, how, do you even come up with this? And he was like, man, I don't even know. It just come. He was like, sometimes I don't even know. Like, he's like, I don't even like, cause he uses like big words. He's like, sometimes I don't even know what the words mean, but they kind of just fall out and work. It's crazy. Who are the, who are the next people that, you know, you obviously had worked with again since, you know, obviously FK twigs and, Jay Belvin, you know, I, I feel like obviously Calvin Harris was Calvin Harris by the time you released music with Calvin, but who's the next person we should, you know, that you feel like is the next thing up for you? Who's someone that you're putting on your next album that we're all going to be like, who's that? I really like this kid named the kid Leroy. Okay. He, he's, I think he's the next guy. He's already starting to get really big, but um, he was definitely like, I actually met him through juice. He's signed to the same management. I met him when he was 14 and now he's 17 and he's like, same shit, bro. He's like, he, he can just freestyle a whole song and he's so young and from Australia and incredible. There are a lot of other producers that, you know, I feel like you're now at a point because 
you're over 30. Yes. There's now a point where we can look at some producers that are younger than you. I mean, you mentioned Phineas along with, you know, some of these other guys that are, are doing really well. And, the, and now you're coming as like an elder statesman. What's advice that you'd give those guys in not burning out? Or in- I, give, I give a bunch. I'm grabbing water. One sec. I got my water bottle right here. Um, okay. So, so here's definitely, so I always tell people, cause I never did this myself. Did you, I never really, I feel like I didn't take in my wins at the beginning of my career, how I should have. Like, I feel like when I had like a number one song, I'd be like, okay, what's the next thing? I would, I'd be like, okay, what are we working on next? Like, Mm. I never took the time to celebrate it or care about it. Like people be like, Oh my God, you have the number one song. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Like what, what are we doing now? Like, and I tell people now, like, like young writers and, you know, one of my writers, uh, just had his first number one. Okay. And, uh, he used to be my, what? Blake. Yeah. He used to be my intern. And I met him when he was 16 years old. And, I, uh, and I told them like, and I told all his friends too. And I was like, guys really take this moment in like, cause the fact where I don't even remember where I was when like my first song went number one or my second one or my third one. Like I, like I was like, you gotta take this moment in. Cause you never know. This could be your last one. This could be like the, you know, you know, throughout my career, I've definitely had like spurts where like, I went cold for a minute and, and coming back after that, like after knowing what it was like to, to be on top and then fall and then come back, it's like, it just makes you appreciate it so much more. Cause when you're doing it, you think it's never going to end. And if you're like a nervous Jew, like I am, like when you have a big song, that's like when you're the most anxious. Cause you're like, well, what's going to happen next? And it's like, you got to just slow down and take these moments in. And it's not even like a number one song. It's like getting in with your first artist, getting your first song cut, getting your first song placed, like remember these times. And like, you know, it's like success doesn't mean having the number one song in the world. Success could mean like my whole life. I wanted to do like a jazz song and like getting in and doing that. Or like, or like for you, it could be like, you know, like, man, I've been working on this play for like 10 years. Like if I could just make this a real thing and then it is. And then it's like the journey that it's like, dude, you, you, I I remember when you did one of your shows in my fucking house and like now, now you're like a huge thing. And it's like, I read like the New York times and like all, you know, all these people talking about what you're doing. And it's like, those are the moments. It's like these moments. It's like, I want everyone to, think of those and remember those. And that's, that's one thing I tell people. And I also say like, don't burn, don't burn yourself out. Like don't, don't take on 9 million things. Like be able to say no, like, and just like focus on what you think is the best and don't listen. Like, like don't like everyone told me 
you know, my music, because you, you, you got to do something different. You can't make music like everyone else. And when you're doing different shit, it, you have more chances to fail. And like, people will be like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? Like, this is weird. This isn't what's happening on radio. But like when that connects, then it's like something magical. Yeah, no doubt. That risk is worth it, especially when, I mean, just nobody wants more music. There's so much music out there that you need something that's left to center. What do you say? What do you say to people? I mean, I, I think that advice of, of doing something that's different is huge. I mean, <laughs> I saw a sort of a, an industry meme that was talking about, you know, whatever it is, uh, a swing country song with trap hi hats or something like that, but it was whatever it was. It's actually not a terrible move to at least it's just a song for a day or it's just a song for that week. Like you might as well go ahead and try it. And once it fails, just go write something else. But yeah, I, I think whenever I'm in a session and somebody's playing the same, you know, chord, 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 I just get so bored. Like, uh, give me a give me a weird sample or or you know weird rhythms or something that's exciting from the outset. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm so currently listening. I, I feel like I don't always listen to music that's cool right now because again, that's just what everyone else is listening to, and it's just boring. It's boring to write the song that everyone else just released. You said you went cold. When did you go cold? I had I, I have I have like a few years like where like, like is Benny saying that he's cold or is it you really thinking that there was like a moment of being cold? No man, I had like two three years where where it wasn't so hot. Yeah, I don't know when that was. I, feel I had like- uh, here. I'll look it up. I'll tell you. Hold on. You know it's weird. I, I I will say this that. I went and I did a lot of other things than being a songwriter for uh, like 18 months. I really was working on legislation stuff and the podcast and all that. But it feels like, you know, it's weird. Your discography won't show all those things that you do that yeah. they won't, your discography is not going to show you that won't show you Matt and Benny eat out America and your discography is not going to show you little Dickie's show, you know, and it's not going to, like it's not going to show, you know, all those things that you do, and I think that's what's what's important is that not. I mean, I always say this in interviews that the most in- interesting stuff is the stuff that happens between the disc, like the hits on the discography. Yeah, when all the hustle happens, and so it's like, what did you do in that hustle to get that next thing done? I okay. think for writers, it's better to go and leave for a while and then come back with something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've had a few times, I've had a few times, but I definitely had like, like, so I made a lot of music basically like, basically, you know how you, you make a bunch of music before it comes out and then some of it comes out, but like, so like the songs that came out in 2012, I had already written and it's like, I had a few really big songs at the beginning of the year in 2012, but I had written those earlier. And like, then I had, I didn't have anything in 2013. And then I didn't really get a record until like 
middle of 2014. And it was like, like I, I, there was definitely like a year plus where I was like, man, am I going to like, is stuff going to happen? And I, and I had these things happening, but I knew they weren't from songs. Like I was writing currently and I was writing like all these bad songs. And then. Well, that's a weird thing when you said that it actually celebrated the wins. I feel like that's the part that's, if, you know, again, this is your interview, not mine. But if I were to go back to, like, the years that I had the most hits, I feel like every time I got asked to do a panel or I got asked to talk or do something, I was so excited to celebrate it because I spent so many years not having hits that when I had hits, all I wanted to do was celebrate the hits. And I feel like I didn't need to do as much of a victory lap as I feel like I did. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like at some point, you know, you we've had this discussion before. Your wall that you're staring at has all kinds of art on it, at least it used to, you know. And yes. this wall, like I, I have... I have plaques in my studio and you do not like having plaques in your studio. No. And I think there's this thing of, I want to celebrate the wins and put up plaques because for years I just couldn't get them. And then now once you, once you have them, you have them. And then it's like, okay, when do you stop celebrating those things? And when do you just get back to work? And it took a while. Yeah. I feel like it took a while to learn that, you know, you want to celebrate the wins, but, you know, you want to celebrate the time that you're struggling to try to get it. You know, you want to celebrate that time between 12, you know, 20, what is it? 2012 to 2014 of you hustling to try to get another, you know, another hit. But by the way, that was six and seven and eight years ago, man. Like if your cold streak was eight years ago, that's a tough thing to look at that and say that that was... And I had ones after you have times, but it's like, you just got to go with, you got to go with them. And it's like, for me, it's like music, your music can't define you. You are more of a person than just your music. So it's like, you got to find other things that make you happy. When did you learn that? Years ago. Like, it's like, you have to, your music can't, determine your happiness like what determines your happiness everything like 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 all the things in your life that 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 can just there's so many things that that we do on a, a daily basis that are gratifying and like you can and and especially during quarantine you have to like you have to dig so deep to find those things. Cause it's hard, man. Quarantine's tough, you know? And it's like, you gotta, you know, it made it, 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 you know, I try to look for a silver lining in everything, even though it's like super tough. It's hard. It's, 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 it's been so hard for everyone. And I, you know, I'm like, I look at it like spring cleaning sometimes. I'm like, okay, if I didn't talk to you, you're like cut off from the friend list. Like if I didn't do that, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, uh, didn't it like tell you, it's like, you got to look yourself in the mirror and you're like, do I like this person in the mirror? Mm -hmm. Am I cool? Like 
being alone at times? Am I cool? Like, like not having to speak to so many people to fill my day. Like, so I don't get anxious with my own thoughts and, you know, it's like, we're all running from something. So you got to like, stop and look at that for a second. You're, uh, you're in really good shape right now. I'm trying. I'm trying. How, are, are you in good shape right now? I'm actually, I'm in okay shape. Yeah. I feel like quarantine can be really beneficial for some of those things. Cause you know, I mean, it's not like you're traveling around as much. So you might as well work out. Have you been working out? Yeah, I think I, I, we have a, you know, I, I, we have a gym. I'll work out in the gym. I'll go and hike and we live in the hills. So I just walk in the hills and put on music or podcasts or something. I don't know. Do you do You have like a trainer though. I do. Is this your studio? Yeah. Wow. So it looks so nice down there. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty cozy. I feel like you need to be in a cozy. I, I want to. I sit on the floor a lot when I write alone because I. I, I wanted to sort of feel like my bedroom when I was little. Are you doing sessions? Yeah. How? Um, I feel like I write more. Uh, I prepare a lot. I write a lot of poems and short stories and things like that. And so when I come into a session, I'm really well thought out into songs, song ideas I want to write that are a little weird. And then it, it, it makes sessions faster. I don't, I, but I do them a lot over zoom. I, I don't really do the, I haven't been doing the in-person. What about you? I haven't done a session since March. Are you done with your album? No, I'm like, uh, well, I'm doing that myself. Like I have like the songs, but I, I worked with a person for the first time last week. I worked with Magnus. We uh, both got tested and just like would work and then leave and go home and then come right back and work. Like, so that was the first time I've been in the room with someone. since. How did that feel? Like you think that you love writing alone. And I was like, oh my God, I love writing alone. Like when I've been do- working without it. And then like, once you have that person there, you're like, oh my God, writing with other people is so much better. Like, cause it's like, you have those high five moments. You have those moments where you look and you're like, yeah. And you know. Wait, do you, have you even tried writing over Zoom or no? No. Why? I think for, I think one time I like was changing chords to a song and I did it over Zoom, but no, no. There, I, I can't have that connection. My whole shtick is being in the room with someone. It, it really is like, like the I, best thing is like how, what, the experience of being in a studio with you is just different. Yeah, I have no power over Zoom. Like over Zoom, I'm just a guy sitting in the like. It's like when we're in the room, it's like we gotta vibe. We're doing things. We're going to eat. We're 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 forgetting about the music, and then it's just coming out. You know. Yeah, I think the part on Zoom that's cool is like it's really efficient. Yeah, you know, Zoom I mean, is like perfect for you. You're like the per- perfect Zoom writer. Like you, wow. you. You come, like the first time I worked with you, you came to the studio with an actual briefcase. 
Like, and it was like, you're like a, you're like a going to work, like type of, like, like, like there's nothing, a Zoom, I feel like you like thrive, you have like your checklist, you have like all your poems and like songs out and you're like, well, what if we do this idea? Yeah, it's not, it's not totally inaccurate. Um, Are you doing, are there like lots of people on the Zoom when you do it? No, I like writing one-on-one with people. I mean, I'll do, if it's two other people or something like that, but I'm best if I write, you know, I don't, I don't think this is one of the weird things. Like, I don't know why everyone wants nine people on a song. Like it's never better that way. And I feel like the fewer writers you have, the quirkier the song is. And the more it's going to be, you know, it's not going to, if you have five writers that all have to agree that a song is cool, it's probably not going to be cool because everyone has their, you know, it's going to end up being in the middle but if you have one other person, especially the weirder they are, the song's going to be left of center. And, and, and the writers that you write with and the writers that I write with are have, generally speaking, the same mindset enough that I feel like the song turns out like a good version of a weird song versus a bad version of a weird song. So I don't yeah. know. Isn't there like lag though? Like, or you're like, wait, what, what'd you say? Like, I have a whole set. I have a setup here, man. If you, if we wrote together, I'd either be sending you like some chord ideas or this kind of thing, or you'd be sending me chord ideas. And then you put in some vocals and you put in some vocals. You can send stuff back and forth really fast. I don't know. I think it's fast. I think it's efficient. Oh my God. It sounds like a nightmare to me. (laughs) Yeah. I know a lot of people that despise it. Yeah. I just won't do it. It's not worth it to me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I also, it's a really good time to write things like short stories and musicals and things like that. Is that what you're doing? I wake up super early. Me too. So I like to write when it's pitch black out and no one else is awake and the sun hasn't come up yet. And I'm writing another short story from some other place at some other time. And then it leads into song ideas or it leads into some other stuff. But it's it's the only way I can really use my imagination to its fullest. What time are you waking up these days? Well, I mean, today was probably, I think I was out of bed by 5.15. Yeah, today was crazy for me. Yeah. I've, I've actually pooped like five times because I'm so anxious. Why are you anxious? Because of the election. Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, how do you not get up and just check the, the weird weird times? What uh, what um, how are you handling COVID? I mean, I've we've been home most of it. We haven't really pushed the limit on anything, and that's I haven't had to travel. Do I mean, you I like family? Do you see people or no? Not. Not often. I mean, if we do, it's like a social distance hanging in the back or something. Yeah, like yeah me too. But, Dude, you know, people are just partying all day. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm also like, I'm I, I'm just not in that phase in my life. You know what I mean? I'm not like, what am I going to do at a party right now that without, I just would feel weird about it. Dude, people like party. Like I'm talking like, like thousands of people like go like, like, and there's every night there's like, multiple like parties of like 200 people damn it's just crazy and have you gone to those no are you kidding me i don't go outside 
Like, like I, I see people like how you're saying, and then like, you know, like, so SNL was the first time I had to like do something for real. And I mean, like, dude, just that week alone, we got tested nine times. Did you fly uh, or did you drive? I, 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 I bust. You did bust. Yeah. And then bust back. Yeah. Was it beautiful? The drive? Yeah, yeah, it was great. But it's like, it was like, you know, it was, it was a little bit different because we didn't really like get at like, because it was like, we had to say like super COVID safe. Like we didn't go anywhere. We brought all our own food. Like we, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a, no, it's a, it's a crazy time. It's a, it's a, it's a wild time. Like it's like no concerts, no this, no that. I mean, I find it to be really creative if you can go and put your head in in other places. Yeah. Like, I will say this, that the hard part of writing songs for pop stuff all the time is that it's so often just about love, whether you're in love or out of love or whatever it is. You know, yeah. and, I mean, as I say, it's like when you write other, like, if you write in a musical, you could write a song to The Butcher. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can write a song to like, you can write a song to the lamp about like. I like I like know? the butcher. You, you write a lot of songs about butchers these days. I have I haven't yet, but I absolutely think that could be our next song. I feel like that's your next short story. Yeah, the butch the the butcher and the Benny. Yeah, I like it. Uh, well, I miss you. You too. It's good to see your face over Zoom. How how was this? Did we do a good job? Yeah, I mean, I think it's still going. I don't know that we have any rules. It's re- it's been really interesting, man. I mean, you kind of, I I really I think I told you before we recorded. I thought really it was just going to be for like our general group, like our our era of writers, and then it yeah. ended up not just being that. Now we're you know millions. So like what's what's next for and the writer is. I don't know. I mean, we have some conversations and some ideas, but I, I don't know. I, I've certainly learned more about how to, as a human, how to interact with people when it's nobody cares about the host's life. You know what I mean? Like, it's not really. And, and in the beginning, I thought, like, oh, there's a conversation with me and my friends. But no, nobody, nobody, nobody wants to hear that conversation. I care. Well, yeah. But it's really not about, it's not, a, it, I have a hundred something episodes. There's enough of me that leaks out and all that. It's way more interesting to find out about what you've been up to when I haven't talked. And it gives us a reason to catch up, you know? I mean, I, I, I we did, we do interview some people that I've never met before, but um, for the most part, I feel like when you're in the industry for this long, you've at least, you have enough people in common that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool, man. Oh wait, hold on. There we go. My my back there. Hey there. Um, yeah, no, it's like I love it. It's another expression for you. It's another creative outlet, and I think like kids really resonate with it because I get I get hit up all the time about and the writer is. Oh, you'll get bombarded like crazy from this. Oh wow. I think so because you, I I think you have a unique story in in all of it, and I think people still want to hear what the next steps are. I think it's good for us to do this every so often, just because. Let's do it every day. 
we could just do a side one of just our random discussions of of life. Like I feel I can ask you a lot of questions that we haven't gotten to, but we'll 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 just do it the next time. Right. Say, hi, say hi to your family. I will. How long's your hair right now? Oh my god! Check this out. I have like a mullet. Take the hat off. Let's see real quick. So what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with it? I don't know yet. It looks kind of nuts, doesn't this look crazy? Kind of. You kind of look like a Mar right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I love that guy. I I love Amar, man. That guy's that guy's such a nice dude, and he's he's probably the most effortless hit writer I've ever met. I know it's crazy. I always assume that he spends six months working on every idea, but he comes in every day with a new idea. I don't, I don't totally get it. I know. But it's actually insane. When do we, when's your album coming out? I don't, don't know. I'm like, just, I'm like really going in on it now. Like after this song, like I'm always like every time I'm like, man, I'm like, is, are people going to like the song? So then once people start liking the song, I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I'll start working on the album. Really crazy. Yeah, exactly. Well, when you're done, we'll write we'll write a musical about neurotic Jews. I would love to. Do you like the song? And what do you think about the song? I do like the song. I just love the fact that you choose. It's a weird thing. It's like you know, everybody is so all about showing everyone all the tricks that they can do. And the the thing I always try to stress is like, no, you don't understand. The only thing that matters is the song. Yeah. You try to tell people that and people don't believe it. And then you release that and you're like, no, that's proof that a good song is worth the most. I'm not talking about money wise. I'm talking about like just. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Is there anybody you want to hear on And The Writer Is? I'd like to hear. Who would I like to hear? Oh, I'd love to hear like Desmond Child. Oh, we have that one. That one's the, not. You do? Yeah, he's crazy. Oh my god, I'm gonna listen to that one. Um, I want to hear like. I wish you would have got Prince before he passed. Yeah, that would be sick. Um. I feel like Quincy would be a crazy one. Quincy would be nuts. I don't have access to Quincy, but I would definitely do Quincy. I feel like Quincy's crazy. I feel like Rick Rubin would be really cool. Yeah, I would do Rick's too. I feel like some of the some of the older dudes that have been around, like I feel like Babyface would be amazing. We did Babyface. You did? Yeah. Oh my god, this is was kind of fun because he ended up. I love that this is going to end up being the longest interview we've ever done because by the time we're done talking about this, but anyway, he, he, it was like, he, I I mean, this with like all the respect, the guy's a legend. It's like his motivation is still to show his junior high girlfriend that he's the best. (laughs) It's so strange. It's like, it's awesome. I mean, whatever motivates you to succeed is amazing. Is that what he said? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> it's it's not what you it's just not what you would think. It's babyface. Like that guy's that guy won 
I think he was nominated six times for producer of the year, won three years in a row or something, or won six years. Something crazy like that. He's crazy. Um, all right. Well, that was fun. Thanks. That's our interview. Yeah, how do we even end it? We just did. Oh. Thanks for listening to this episode of And The Writer Is. If you want to hear music from this songwriter I just interviewed, be sure to check out our Spotify playlist or visit our website at andthewriteris.com. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter. And The Writer Is is produced by Joe London, edited by Miles Bergsma, and published by Big Deal Music. A special thanks to David Silberstein from Mega House Music and Michael White. Until next time, this is Ross Golan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.